I'm Kathy Campbell. And I'm Julia Scott. And there are good things. Every week we share our own tiny joys, something good in the news, and a general good thing that will hopefully make your day a little better. What's your tiny joy this week? My tiny joy is getting to celebrate the surrogate baby's second birthday. He turned two. It's funny because like, I mean, from my perspective, you know, I don't know. I don't know what right I have to it, but I feel like it both just happened and was so long ago. Uh, Yeah. Having been involved in it, I feel the exact same way. Um, We should say for listeners, I don't know if we've brought it up. uh, Kathy was a surrogate for some friends. Uh, This is not a... I was going to say, this is not a baby that lives with you, which also sounds weird. It's not, it's <laughs> right. not, it's not your, I don't know it, how that, uh, anyway, Kath, Kathy is a, an angel and a pearl of a human. Yeah. Oh, thanks. I was strictly a gestational surrogate, which meant it was their egg and their sperm. They made the embryo. It was their final embryo, last chance for the baby. And we got this sweet little thing. And we got to video chat with him for his second birthday, where he showed us all of the new words that he can do, um, how he can chase the cat and help the dog stay corralled and garden. (laughs) And it was just amazing. It was so great. It was wonderful. That does sound lovely. What about you, Julia? What's your tiny joy for the week? My tiny joy this week is both like super small and basic and also super huge uh, in that I'm starting to feel better. And it's like touch wood, uh, knock on my head, spit, spit, everything. But like the, the lulls and fever are longer and I have a bit more energy. It's still, you know, it's not touch and go. It's just unsteady at this point. <laughs> but like we've had sun for the past few days and I've like we we took, you know, a little excursion in the car and I saw things and I had some ice cream and it's just, I mean, every, every summer or spring when you live in a, in the Arctics is always a magical time. But when it, in this case, also kind of coincides with me also sort of returning from my weird frozen state, it's just, it's been a really nice week that way. I am so, so happy. Um, You can't even know how happy I am that you're feeling better. (laughs) It's great. All right, Julia, give me something good in the news. Uh. My good thing is uh, plastic, kind of. Uh, You know, a lot of places have been working on developing different kinds of storage containers from different kinds of biodegradable materials. Like there's like sugar cane and coconut and everything like it's supposed to be biodegradable. So there's this biochemical startup called Avancium that's in Holland, which some people are calling possibly the end of plastic. So like they have this... um, they make like bottles and stuff and they're they can stand both like liquids but also hold carbonated drinks and they keep their carbonation which is important if you want to sell stuff and now both uh, coca-cola and um danon have both invested in constructing a bioplastics plant in the netherlands they already had uh investments from carlsberg which is you know huge brewing company right So, uh, I mean, I I don't think they're the first to make bioplastics, but it seems that they, 
they're just like they've they've gotten further or better because it's also cool because it 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 doesn't use any fossil fuels in creations and it can either degrade in nature or be recycled which is also super cool oh yeah I mean that does this doesn't mean that like when when we start going to festivals again you should just leave them everywhere but it, it <laughs> means that you can you know compost them. Um, I don't know I don't think the actually I shouldn't guess like I haven't been able to look up what goes for like the the bottle top but that's a way easier smaller piece of thing to recycle in some other way. Uh, so it comes from. Uh, material from corn, wheat, and beets, which we are very good at making here in in Europe and in large parts of the States. So it's like a plant-based plastic. And apparently these uh, packages could possibly be on store shelves by 2023, which is super cool. Uh, And yeah, so like it's both the part that this plant plastic exists in case people didn't know, but also that these really big companies are investing because they believe both in the general concept and in this specific company. So I thought that was really, really cool because like recycling is a complicated issue and some things can be recycled and some things can only be recycled a certain number of times, you know, all this stuff. Uh, So having stuff that doesn't take necessarily, doesn't need as much, you know, polluting materials to produce and then you don't even have to use tons of energy to either recycle or try to just store it is is really cool. Yeah, that is really great. And I wonder if like the cost of production is now low enough that Coca-Cola and the companies are seeing the benefit of it in a financial aspect as opposed to just mm-hmm. because no one's going to no big company is going to just pour money into this if they can't make a profit. Um, mm-hmm. And so something about the production of it, I'm sure has just gotten to the point where it's just like, okay, let's the, like, this is a viable option. Let's now start working on it. And maybe like something that will need some time to become viable, but they can see it as a future. Because I recently, I want to say like in the past six months or so, there's been this campaign of like, oh, all Coca-Cola products are now in 100% recycled materials, which is like, sure, that's great. But there's there is there is still quite a lot of energy needed to recycle a lot of different materials. So this is a fun option. That's so great. All right. Tell me about a good thing. So I'm going to tell you about something that gives support, something that supports your body when it's at rest. We're going to talk about pillows. Oh, yeah. So pillows, uh, the the word, the definition is, no, the, the word, <laughs> the word comes from, <laughs> from Middle English. So it comes from the Middle English pillway. Um, and this was first used uh right around the 12th century in a written form. Um, But pillows themselves, anything that you're resting on has been used for millennia. Um, There's no real, like, this is the first pillow that existed. However, in like Mesopotamia, pillows and pillow structures were a sign of how um, affluent you were. So I am clearly a goddess because I like to use six pillows in my bed 
chamber <laughs> area. Um, so the more pillows you had, the higher your status, which makes sense because sleep was something that everyone has to do. But if you could afford to, you know, affect how well you sleep with some fancy uh, devices, that clearly you have extra money and higher status. Um, so there's a variety of different ways to make a pillow. Um, two main avenues are synthetic fibers or natural fibers. Clearly natural have been used most often, um, <laughs> but the synthetic fibers are becoming more and more um, useful, I guess you could say, uh, and are they're developing different ways to make it so that they are able to last longer, both through structure, but also because pillows themselves are extremely unhygienic. They're really gross. It's recommended that you replace your pillow every two to four years, but most people... I wonder who yeah, ever... Uh... That doesn't happen. Um <laughs> But at the very least, if you want to extend the life of your pillow and have it a little bit less gross, it's recommended that you dry it in the dryer once a week. And this can kill different things that are inside, which again, most people don't do. I'm trying to think of the last time that I washed or dried my pillows. It's been a while. So I know what I'm going to be doing today. I don't have a dryer, but I Ooh. so I, I would feel very nervous about. But also one of my pillows is memory foam but i do have a sauna that i could put them in there you go that could work (laughs) yeah that could totally work um so i also there's so many different things that are categorized as pillows um there's of course of course the decorative pillows that you see mounted onto pillows or onto couches and chairs um I went through the list. So there's accent pillows. There are couch pillows. There are throw pillows, novelty novelty pillows, and tent flap pillows, which I went down a very deep rabbit hole of tent flap pillows. And they're basically pillows that have a little flap on it that have like beadwork or dangly things to keep the flap in place. And it's just like decorative times two type mm-hmm. pillow. Um, and then, of course, you have all of the orthopedic pillows. You have the neck pillows, the cervical pillows, the travel pillows, the donut pillows, the lumbar pillows, and, of course, the sex pillows. So pillows clearly are important in the lifestyle of everybody. Animals have been using them for years, too. Um, they have a strong place in culture. Um, the Japanese created the uh, husband pillows, um, as well as other hugging pillows. Are which, they the ones with, like, the one with arm? With the arm, yep, yep, to give kind of feedback. And I actually, I wonder how many of those are being sold right now and if there is a larger number Um, for people that live alone to have some sort of like human contact. Um, I feel like that's something that could be really, really beneficial if you need to feel like you're not as alone in the world, um, which could be really great. (laughs) Then, of course, there is pillow talk, which uh, can be a variety of different things. Um, But That, that also makes me think of the pillows that have that are like heated and can also have like a sound, the sound yeah, of a heartbeat like a heartbeat. Them that you give to kittens and stuff. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely part of the comfort pillows. Um, you can also have them um, like be weighted. So they have like a weighted blanket, um, but the arms of it are weighted or the pillow itself is heavier to give you that that comfort. Um, pillow talk is when you are intimately discussing whatever you're discussing after you've had some fun together. Uh, and then, of course, pillow fights, as dangerous as they are and apparently highly like sexualized for some reason. I don't know. Those always happened at my girly sleepovers. I don't know about you, <laughs> Julia. Um, and then, of course, there's the super fancy pillow menus you can receive at some hotels to get the exact perfect style that you want because everyone's pillow style is different. Everyone's needs are a little bit different, as well as the numbers of pillows that you need. But I think whatever pillow you use is great and it should be maybe cleaned. But other than that, keep it up. Get those pillows. Do you know about pillow books? The the only thing that I think of when I hear pillow books is like the big fluffy books for kids, which I don't think is what you're going to tell me about. No, pillow books, uh, it's... There's one um, originally in the year, what do you call it? The end of the first millennium, so around the 990s and the early thousands in Japan. Uh, so the Pillow Book is a book of observations and musings recorded by Sei Shonagon during her time as court lady to Empress Consort Teishi. Uh So it's like just these observations. And so Pillow Book is basically like a diary that you keep under your pillow i guess oh, so that's there's so this cool. whole thing there's also a very artsy book by peter greenaway which is good but weird um but the pillow book is just such a it's such a fun turn of phrase kind of yeah uh, i love to, that to think of it in, as that instead of your of your just your diary like a diary or a journal like having mm-hmm. a pillow book i love that just sounds so fancy like oh i must oh. retire to my chamber to write in my pillow book <laughs> <laughs> sounds good i love it all right uh what is good in the news so we had in our local news um a really big uh issue um that the whole community came around um Someone in our community had their really nice old yellow, like bright yellow truck stolen. And it was, it hit our news so hard. Like everybody was sharing and making posts about it. There were posters. Um, the local pub did like a commercial type thing to get and like give a reward back for this truck. Um, and it was found. It was found within a week, and it was found left in a cemetery with the keys, and it was, other than a couple, like, scratches and stuff, it was perfectly fine. Um, So basically, this immense pressure from the community caused, you know, the thieves to return it (laughs) of their own accord, which unfortunately means that we can't, like, figure out who stole it, but it's... I'm hoping, and, you know, this is my optimistic mind, was like, okay, maybe they'll think again before they steal a car because the pressure was so hot. Like reminder that these are actually people. Yeah, that this people care about this stuff. Just because it's an old truck that isn't driven around a lot doesn't mean that it's not important. 
we had a bunch of so um the owner's kids uh there were so many pictures of them with the truck but also it took um it featured in their wedding pictures in and so like we had a lot of great photos to share and just be like, hey, be on the lookout for this bright yellow old truck. Like, it's hard <laughs> to miss. Uh, but yeah, it, it's nice when things get returned. And I like to think that it means that people won't steal again. Hopefully. One would hope so. Yeah, I, I like stories. I mean, I don't like stories that start out with theft, but I yeah. I still I like stories where, you know, things get returned. I'll, sometimes with a note, like, I didn't know this was for a kid. I'm sorry. Or... That kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a little bit like children's story, but sometimes that's that's true. And uh, I guess uh, bad guys having souls is a good thing. <laughs> yes. And there are always good things. You can share your good things, good news, and tiny joys with us at thereareGoodThingsPod at gmail.com or find us on Twitter as PodGoodThings. And our show notes are at thereareGoodThings.com. See you next week. Bye.